What's up, this Shaq Bear, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What's going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 61st episode of Season 2. Today, we're going to be talking about the best and worst plays of Week 10. That is right, the top five best plays and the top five worst plays for fantasy football this week. And, you know, today, I'm very excited because I just finished a really cool episode um, with Dave Kluge and Dave Dwayne McFarland um, on the Launchpad. Go check that out on Twitter. You can find that under at Dave Kluge, and there should be a little Twitter space with a podcast talking about and breaking down some of the biggest matchups and biggest questions around week 10 in general. Um, so please go check that out as that was a really fun episode just coming out that. But today we are talking week 10 best and worst plays. As always, we're talking about all kinds of guys at all kinds of positions. They have five starts and five sits or five good plays and five bad plays at each position. And as always, like I said, you're going to hear me reference numbers like over the last five weeks or over the entire season for a lot of these numbers and stuff, I'll make sure to specify and that helps. And it's a better indicator at looking at what defenses in fantasy football are actually really good, which ones aren't so good, which ones are hot, which ones aren't hot, all of that. But that is what I'm here for to bring it to you guys in the best ways possible. But that leads us off with the QB starts of the week and the QB start of the week this week is Tom Brady versus the Washington football team. I know he's not usually on this list, but I think he's being faded a little bit because Antonio Brown's probably not going to play. Chris Godwin's not probably not going to play. Rob Gronkowski might not play. So it's going to be a little bit of a thin team, but I think Tom Brady is still a sorry, surefire start for me this week. I'm playing the Washington football team who have given up the third most fantasy points over up over the last five weeks. I think Brady is still going to be a really strong start, whether it's with Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, Cameron Brait, any of those guys. I think Tom Brady is still a start of the week for me at the QB position. Number Another great QB to start this week is Trevor Lawrence versus the Indianapolis Colts who have given up the most amount of fantasy points over the last five weeks. Trevor Lawrence has struggled a little bit, but he's played really well in these green matchups that are very nice. Indianapolis is one of them. I expect a big week from Trevor Lawrence this week. My number three start of the week is Ryan Tannehill versus the New Orleans Saints, who have given up the seventh most fantasy points over the last five weeks to quarterbacks. The Saints, one of the tougher teams against quarterbacks over the course of the season. But lately, for whatever reason, they've been a little bit more suspect against QBs. They've given up a little bit more points. No Derrick Henry, which means a little bit more passing volume for the Tennessee Titans, especially against a very tough Saints run defense. More on that later. But Ryan Tannehill playing the Saints, who have given up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterback so far this season. Ryan Tannehill, a very good start this week. Another guy that's a great start this week after a rough couple of weeks or a rough little stretch lately is Justin Herbert playing the Minnesota Vikings. So good of the ninth most fantasy points to quarterback so far this season. Justin Herbert, an excellent play this week. My final QB start of the week, I promise. To all you OG listeners that have been listening every week, this is the last time I will have this player as a QB start if he does not come through. And that's Mac Jones. I've had him as a start a few different times in really good matchups, and every time he just doesn't seem to do it because he doesn't get enough rushing volume. But, you know, as we've done a couple times, we are going to, you know, for a little bit of fun, throw in the flag or throw in the towel, not throw in the towel, throw in some money or throw in a bet one last time on Mac Jones against the Cleveland Browns, who have given up these sixth most points to quarterbacks, especially since it doesn't seem like Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson will play. Maybe a little bit more passing volume for Matt Jones, sorry, Mac Jones. But again, we are going to keep that torch lit at least one more week. And off to our worst plays at QBs this week. Number one 
is Mike White or whoever starts for the Jets this week playing the Buffalo Bills who have given up the least points to quarterbacks so far this season and over the last five weeks not good don't start Mike White number two QB sit of the week is Aaron Rodgers versus the Seattle Seahawks he is still not practiced coming off the COVID thing obviously there's that whole vaccine situation we're not going to talk about that because we are only talking about best and worst plays today but the Seattle Seahawks have been the fourth toughest team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks Aaron Rodgers not practiced much lately he's still Aaron Rodgers but again Seattle's been tough Aaron Rodgers has been playing and he might not be playing so I'd be planning on starting a different quarterback if you can help it this week my number three sit of the week is Kirk Cousins versus the Los Angeles Chargers fifth best team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks Again, Chargers have been a very good secondary this year. They've been tough against quarterbacks. They've been tough against wide receivers. And they're going to be very tough against Kirk Cousins this week, playing the Los Angeles Chargers. Once again, fifth least points given up. My number four set of the week is a little bit of a beware play, but also a guy that you probably might end up starting, but it's Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson is not like a, a must-not start. Obviously, it's Russell Wilson, but Playing the Green Bay Packers, seventh best team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. But Russell Wilson does concern me at least a little bit just because of the fact that he is coming off this finger injury and we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I'm not saying that Russell Wilson's not going to be good for the rest of the season. No, we just don't know what we've seen from him. And if you have a guy like a Ryan Tannehill or a Justin Herbert this week, or even a Trevor Lawrence, I might consider starting them over a Russell Wilson just because we don't know what he's going to look like coming off this off his finger injury. And obviously the Green Bay Packers, seventh toughest team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. And my final sit of the week is Cam Newton or PJ Walker. Cam Newton? Cam Newton, did you say? Well, Cam Newton is going back to the Carolina Panthers, whether it's him or P.J. Walker starting against the Cardinals this week. The Cardinals have been the second toughest team against quarterbacks. I would not be starting either of those guys this week, depending on who is starting. As I'm recording this on Thursday, the starter has not been yet announced, but Cam Newton is expected to practice on Friday when you are listening to this. And on to our running back starts of the week. Number one start of the week is actually Devin Singletary for good reason against the New York Jets. Most fantasy points given up to, to, to running backs for the whole season. And over the last five weeks, they've given up 35 fantasy points a game and half PPR over the last five weeks. That is the highest number in the league by over five points. So that means by over 12, 12 or 13%, Devin's the Jets have given up the single most points to running backs so far. Zach Moss is in concussion protocol. And the only other running back to get any touches this season is Matt Breida who's only had four rush attempts for the entire season. Devin Singletary, a borderline RB1 if Zach Moss sits. My number two start of the week is Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, been the guy for Philadelphia somehow for the last couple weeks after being on the practice squad, playing the Denver Broncos, who were tough against the run early in the season, but they lost their middle linebacker, Alexander Johnson. Denver has given up the fifth most points to running backs over the last five weeks. Jordan Howard is a sneaky start. Another guy that's a sneaky start is Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson if they play. It's not looking likely right now, but if they do, playing the Cleveland Browns who have been sneaky bad against the run the last couple weeks. Again, Cleveland's given up the eighth most points to running backs over the course of the last couple weeks, so I would be a little bit, you know, I'd be ready to play Ramondre Stevenson or Damian Harris if they do find a way to play. They're both in concussion protocol, so they might not play, but I would not be looking to start J.J. Taylor or someone like Brandon Bolden if those guys miss the game. But if Harris or Stevenson plays, I'd be firing them up against the Cleveland Browns. Another start of the week staying in that same game is Dearness Johnson versus the New England Patriots, who have given up the fifth most points to running backs over the last three weeks. Again, Dearness Johnson is you know, somehow popping up again, and it seems like he might be the only running back on Cleveland's roster active. I think it's John Kelly, Nick Chubb, and one other, and Demetric Felton are all in the COVID protocols right now, which means that they're unlikely to play at this point in Sunday's game. Could they absolutely play? Sure, miraculously, who knows? We will see. 
But Dearness Johnson will be a great start if those guys miss the game, or at least if Nick Chubb misses the game, playing the New England Patriots, who have given him the fifth most points to running backs over the course of the last three weeks. My final start of the week is Javante Williams playing the Philadelphia Eagles, who have been one of the worst teams in the entire league against running backs all season. Javante Williams coming off his best game of the season, arguably at least, you know, on tape or physically. I think he played his best game of the season last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. He is a must start for me this week. And my running back sits of the week is led off by Adrian Peterson. I know, I'm sorry. Playing the New Orleans Saints, toughest team in the entire league against running backs over the last five weeks. Obviously, we saw from Adrian Peterson last week playing less than 35% of the snaps. I know that was his first week, but still, he's not. He only had one target, which is going to be a lot for him anyway. I think it's the most catches he's ever had in his career is like 15 or 20. Um, that is obviously not good for Adrian Peterson in general, but playing the Saints, toughest team against running backs. It's touchdown or bust for Adrian Peterson this week. Another sit, unfortunately, for me this week is Michael Carter versus the Buffalo Bills, fourth best team against running backs so far this season. And sorry, over the last five weeks specifically, second toughest team this season, Michael Carter played the Indianapolis Colts. So they're back to back against running back toughness this week. And we saw what it was with Michael Carter. It's nice that he's had 15 plus touches in three straight games with Michael Carter, a little bit of a fade for me this week. My third set of the week is Josh Jacobs versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I know the Chiefs. Again, this is a beware play. You're going to probably be starting Jacobs regardless, but the Chiefs have been tougher than you think against running backs lately. Chiefs have been the fifth toughest team against running backs over the course of the last five weeks. My fourth sit of the week is Carlos Hyde versus the Indianapolis Colts, seventh toughest team against running backs over the course of the last five weeks. James Robinson did practice today limited, so there's a chance that Robinson does play. If he does, don't worry about Carlos Hyde in general at all. But this is if James Robinson is not good enough to go this week, Carlos Hyde is definitely a sit for me. And finally, my final running back sit of the week, you're probably going to have to start him. I'm probably going to have to start him, but I don't want to start him at all as Antonio Gibson versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, fourth toughest team over the course of the season against running backs. Antonio Gibson, I want so badly to be good in fantasy football, but without Ryan Fitzpatrick, with his shin injury, and with J.D. McKissick taking way too much work, it is just not it for Antonio Gibson. He is a sit for me this week if you can help it, but we have some positivity on the wide receiver side going into the best plays for wide receivers this week, and that is led off by none other than Mike Williams. Mike Williams playing the Minnesota Vikings, who have given the sixth most points to wide receivers over the last six weeks. So, sorry, five weeks. Excuse me. I am stumbling over my words. I probably need to slow down, but I can't help because I am so excited to talk about fantasy football. But Mike Williams playing the Minnesota Vikings, like I said, six most points given up over the course of the last five weeks. Mike Williams has not been good, no more than five targets the last three weeks. But I think this is where he gets back on track. He's had some really, really tough matchups over the last three weeks specifically. This is where it gets later against the Minnesota Vikings. I think he's going to go back to doing Mike Williams things as in the things that we saw early this season. That is a bold prediction, but I believe it is going to happen for Mike Williams. My number two start of the week is Julio Jones versus the New Orleans Saints. Saints have given up the second most points to wide receivers over the course of the last five weeks. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, fire them up. It's going to be a good week in what could be a shootout against the New Orleans Saints. And my third start of the week is Marvin Jones making a reappearance on this list. Yippee, hooray, everyone is happy and the crowd goes wild. Marvin Jones playing the Indianapolis Colts who have given up the third most 
points to wide receivers over the course of the last five weeks. Marvin Jones is a great start this week. My fourth start of the week this week is Jarvis Landry versus the New England Patriots. I know, not a good week from Landry last week, but he had 10 targets the week before. New England giving up the ninth most points to wide receivers so far this season. J.C. Jackson, the Patriots' best corner, does not travel to the slot. And this Patriots slot cornerback, Jonathan Jones, is out for the season. Jarvis Landry plays exclusively in the slot. I think he's going to be the guy for the Browns offense this week, especially if Nick Chubb misses. They're going to have no option but to feed Landry. Speaking of feeding in the slot, how about Russell Gage playing the Dallas Cowboys, who have given up the eighth most points to wide receivers this season, but they've given up essentially even more to the slot. That's where Russell Gage plays. Russell Gage the last two weeks had six and eight targets, topping 60 yards in both games. I think he's a very strong play against the Dallas Cowboys this week. And for our wide receiver sits, that is led off by Adam Thielen versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Third toughest team against wide receivers over the course of the last five weeks. Again, like I said with Kirk Cousins, they're tough against quarterbacks. They're tough against wide receivers. They will be tough against Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, eight or less fantasy points in three out of the last five weeks. Another guy that's a sneaky sit for me this week, unfortunately, is Jerry Judy playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Somehow, someway, fourth toughest team against wide receivers so far this season. And over the last five weeks, specifically, maybe it's a Darius Slay thing, but I think Jerry Judy will be the guy that gets shadowed. Going to be a very tough week for him. Another guy that's a sit for me, unfortunately, again, these are all guys I really like in fantasy, is Corey Davis versus the Buffalo Bills. Seems like Corey Davis might play this week, but going to be probably shadowed by Tredavious White, one of the best corners in the NFL. The Bills have been the fifth toughest team against wide receivers over the course of the last five weeks. Not good for Corey Davis. Another guy to sit for me this week is Michael Gallup playing the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have been the seventh toughest team against wide receivers. The Dallas Cowboys passing offense, they're 13th in pass attempts. This isn't the Dallas Cowboys team that we saw for over the course of the beginning of 2020 that was averaging 50 pass attempts per game over the for course of the first four weeks. You know, it is what it is, but Michael Gallup, a little bit of a fade for me this week. And finally, my final running back sit, wide receiver sit of the week or worst play is a beware play. As you guys know, boo, haha, you are so scared. Terry McLaurin, Tampa Bay, somehow, over the last five weeks, after being one of the worst teams against wide receivers, this is why I use these type of stats. Tampa Bay has been the toughest team in the NFL against wide receivers over the course of the last five weeks. Terry McLaurin is a beware play so far this season. Here's a crazy Terry McLaurin stat for you. Terry McLaurin has either finished in the top six wide receivers or outside the top 46 wide receivers every game this season. So he's either been absolutely amazing or absolutely terrible. There has been no in-between, almost like a Tyler Lockett. I know that is crazy to say, but unfortunately, it is the truth. Terry McLaurin, I desperately hope you play well this week for me, but a beware play nonetheless. Not a set that you don't have to play or you should be sitting in all formats. No, just a beware. If you have other really great options, you could look to sit McLaurin this week, but that is that. But before we get into our tight end starts and sits to finish off the episode, we are going to take a quick break because my throat is going dry and I'm going to start croaking in a couple seconds. And we are back. My throat is feeling a little bit better. I know that sounds really risque. I cannot believe I just said that. You know, that's what she said. Ha ha ha. Very big jokes. Sorry, dad. I know you're listening to this. I know you're shaking your head or laughing right now, but that is what it is. But we are back talking the final part of our show, and that is the tight end best and worst plays led off by Noah Fant as my start of the week this week. Noah Fant playing the Philadelphia Eagles who have given up the second most points to tight ends over the last five weeks. Noah Fant just got activated off the COVID list within the last two days. He is the start of the week this week again, playing this Philadelphia Eagles team that has been absolutely dog water against tight ends so far this season. 
My number two start of the week is Dawson Knox versus the New York Jets. The New York Jets have given up the single most points to tight ends, both over the course of the last five weeks and the eighth most this season. They've been very bad against tight ends. Dawson Knox has been very good this season, a minimum of six half PPR points in all the games he has played this year. Dawson Knox, a wonderful play this week. My number three start of the week is Dan Arnold playing the Indianapolis Colts who have given the third most points to tight ends. They've been very bad against tight ends over the last five weeks. Dan Arnold has been very good in getting a lot of targets over the last few weeks. Dan Arnold is a wonderful play this week. My fourth start of the week is Pat Fryermuth versus the Detroit Lions. They've been the 26th worst team against the tight ends over the last five weeks. That means they've been very tough. But Chase Claypool likely to miss time. Juju Smith-Schuster obviously not playing. Pat Fryermuth has been a tight end one or even a top eight tight end each of the last three weeks. Why fade him now? He is on a hot streak. No Chase Claypool. He's going to be even hotter. And my final tight end start of the week is Tyler Conklin versus the Los Angeles Chargers. They've been tough against wide receivers, but a little bit more susceptible to tight ends. Tyler Conklin has played really well over the last couple of weeks. He's been a back-end tight end one playing the Los Angeles Chargers, who have given up the seventh most points to tight ends. Tyler Conklin is a sneaky good play this week. And finally, on to our tight end sits. Yay, everyone's favorite part of the show. Number one fade of the week for me this week is Jared Cook. I don't know why people are still using this man, playing the Minnesota Vikings, who have been the toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. The toughest, and that is thanks in part to Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith. And they have unbelievable guys that covered the tight end. Old ass Jared Cook. Not a good play this week. My number two sit of the week this week is Tyler Higby playing the San Francisco 49ers. Eighth toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. Don't need to say much more. And the Rams just signed Odell Beckham Jr. How about that? Forgot about that as we were recording. This just happened about 15 minutes ago that he signed with them. Unreal. Uh, Tyler Higby, not a good play this week. My number three start of the week this week. Guy you're probably not going to be starting, but is not a good play. And it's crazy to me that people still own this guy. Anthony Ferkser, first the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, tough, second toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. Don't need to say much more. Another similar play, unfortunately, is Austin Hooper. I've seen some people say that he, they think he's a sneaky good play against the New England Patriots this week, who have been the sixth toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. I get it. They have a lot of guys missing, a lot of guys out. No more OBJ, but that does not mean more Austin Hooper. Doesn't make sense to me. And finally, my final tight end sit of the week is a beware play. I know, haha, boo. I know, like I said that before. Dallas Goddard versus the Denver Broncos, fourth toughest team over the last five weeks. Uh, I don't anticipate a really great game for Dallas Goddard this week. He's more of a lower end tight end one. So if you have another guy like a Noah Fant, Dan Arnold, or even Pat Fryermuth and Dawson Knox, I'd be playing all those guys over Dallas Goddard this week. Yes, I said it. And that is that. But I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. Please leave a review. You guys already know what to do. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day.